Hello and welcome to Developing the Leader Within Podcast, an award-winning podcast where I interview the top players in the leadership arena and we dissect leadership, management, and career development from all angles. My name is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez and I use my more than 20 years of experience in leadership development to dig deep into complex issues and bring you the answers you were looking for. If a topic resonates with you, and you would like to explore how to overcome it, reach out to me at calendly.com backslash triad leadership solutions to discuss ways to succeed. Welcome back to Developing the Leader Within Podcast. We are going out to South Florida today and speaking with Jason Weiss. Jason is the Chief Executive Officer of Weiss Law Group. He is the uncommon attorney who has seen it all. He is dedicated to helping fellow lawyers find their way, passion, while having fun and achieving a life-work balance. Jason, welcome to the show. Wow, I couldn't have said that any better myself. And I had to be looking around the room, seeing who you're talking about. Enrique, thank you so much for having me today. I'm so looking forward to this. And and so am I. Folks, we're going to be talking about leadership and law. One of the things that usually don't come up in a conversation, but we want to cover it because I think it is just imperative that that leadership start thinking about law in a good light because it truly is uh, for our benefit. And uh, Jason, before we get into the topic, and I know you're going to throw a lot of great nuggets uh, and, and information at us. Tell us a little bit about you. So, and I know I'm going to be throwing nuggets and information out. So uh, the lawyer side of me is going to come out. So for all of you that are watching and anybody that does this, please, nothing I say today is legal advice. So please don't listen to anything I say. I don't have an attorney client privilege with anybody on here and nothing is legal. We're talking all hypotheticals and no specifics. I'm more than happy to speak to people and answer legal questions, but that's not the forum today. So with that being said, I'm a 21-year practicing attorney. Um, and, you know, what, 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 what entices me and what, what, what makes me happy is the business of law. I love the business of law. The practice of law, it is what it is. It's the practice. And, you know, you got to deal with opposing counsels and judges and, and, and teeth. But the business side of it, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, and, and I could get into what's the business of law. And maybe, you know, you want me to answer that question without you posing it or you have a question. But it, it's basically just going out and, and getting clients and, and catering to clients' needs and taking care of them and being not a no guy. And not a yes guy, but uh, okay, I understand. Let's find a way to get it done. And to me, that's the business of law. And I love the collaborative nature of that that whole scenario there, because typically you see law as a, hey, I need it now. Man, what did I do? Or I fell into this thing. <laughs> now I really need somebody. Uh, but uh, how did you get into law? Because it's not something that often people run to. Um. So when I was about six, seven, somewhere around that age, 
uh, definitely over four, but under under eight. Um, I remember going to a tennis club with my parents and my uncle, Uncle Steve, uh, who is a surgeon in New York. He was driving uh, a Mercedes and my cousin, his name is Bruce. He was driving a Jaguar and I didn't know Bruce that well. And I said to my mom, I love Bruce's car. What does Bruce do for a living? And my mom said, he's a lawyer. And that was it. It was, I saw the car. I saw the flash. I saw whatever. My Uncle Steve's Mercedes was awesome. And then all the time growing up, you know, in my household, uh, you know, my mom's a PhD and my dad's in the medical field. Um, it was always law or medicine. And I wasn't really big on blood and I didn't, you know, love all that. So I went into law. But I also thought that the law would get me the money. I'll fast forward to about four years ago, February, right before COVID. So it must have been February 2020. I was at my cousin's daughter's bat mitzvah and Bruce was there. And we started talking about law and he's now retired. And I said to him, I said, you know, I went to law school because you're Jaguar, your car. And he goes, I'm like, that's why I went. And he's like, do you know that that was like a secondhand, like hand-me-down piece of junk that I barely got running and I was trying to make ends meet at that time. So I'm saying to myself, boy, if I would have ever asked him, like, you know, maybe he would have told me, but I never asked. And and I think I'm, I'm very happy with the decision to go to law school. It taught me how to write. It taught me how to talk. It taught me how to reason. It taught me how to think. It taught me phenomenal things, but I probably wouldn't have gone into the practice. And if I would have known that, I might have been a doctor. Um, uh, that's amazing because, you know, you're, tell, you're telling the story and I'm in my head. I'm like, that's the proverbial iceberg picture, right? <laughs> you see the Jaguar up on top, but don't know what's really the reasons underneath of why they have it. Uh, but hey, it worked out for you, right? And 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 you've made it. You've made it work. Uh, sometimes it's worth not knowing the full story, right? Uh, just because it may derail us from our greatness. You obviously had the potential in you. You had the desire, although it, it was a, a by by an object, but you had the desire and you made it work. And so uh, I, I love that story. I love it. Um, it's, it's just wonderful. Now, when we, when it comes to the legal system and leadership, leadership often, uh, does not know the true value of law and defending and, you know, prosecution, all these things that happen within the law system, but just the law itself, right? Why it was created? Why is it established? Why do we have it as part of the norms in our system, uh, our organizations? Why do we have policies? And all these things usually come as a package. Most people breeze through those packages, don't ever read them, right? <laughs> Just check here, say yes, all right, accept, and boom, and there it goes. But uh, I've always seen uh, the benefit of knowing the totality of what law can provide. Leadership, though, I've noticed throughout the years, uh, they don't go deep dive into law because there's lawyers, right? They do that. Uh, but oftentimes, 
I also see them not even inquire about why. So where does law and leadership meet? So I currently uh, am part of the legal team for a, uh, a massive company. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an independent contractor. I work for the company. So I have my own firm and my own clients, but I'm there. And one of the things that um, leadership, they want to know, uh, and, and it's awesome. They want to know what the pitfalls are. But one of the ways of doing that is when a client will send me a contract, I go in and I redline. I turn it on so they can see my comments and see my questions. But the other thing that I'll do is I'll highlight and then I'll drop a comment on the side. Hey, I just want you to be aware that you're required to have a million dollar uh, insurance policy. Hey, I just want you to be aware that your payment dates are the 1st and the 15th, not the 15th and the 30th. Hey, so that's a way to bring it to their attention. Um, uh, most people look at lawyers as deal breakers. It's sent to us, and then we go ahead and we tear it apart, and the deal never gets done. And, and what I think is important is that we need to be looked at as deal makers or deal um, protectors. Look, you tell me you want to buy that car and you're good on the price at $10,000. Enrique, great. Show me the contract. And you show me the contract. And in it, I'm going to bring it to your attention. Look, it's as is, right? So go look at it. Oh, there's bald tires. Okay. So you're taking it with bald tires. Ah, the guy told me he'll throw the tires in, but it doesn't say it on that piece of paper. So, so what do I do, Jason? Well, you say to the guy, hey, before I take the car and sign the contract, put the tires on. Or we're going to have to put it into the contract that within, you know, 48 hours of, of signing the contract, you're going to put four brand new tires on. Oh, well, wait a second. Brand new tires? Oh, I was just going to give you ones off another car. Or... Uh, I wasn't going to give four. I was just going to give you two. And and these are the things that you need just hammered out. And again, they're not deal breakers, but they're points you need to know. And I say this to clients all the time. Oh, I've known this guy for, for 20 years and we've always done business and he's always done right by me. And I'll say, look, if it's not written on this piece of paper, you don't have a right to it. They might give it to you or they might not. And if it's something that you can't live without and it's not on this piece of paper, then you can't sign. So let's put it in or at least let me bring it to your attention. If you don't care about the four tires and if you still want the car because it's worth 50000 you're paying ten for it, cool. then I'm not going to disrupt the deal. So I think part of the problem is leadership and legal don't always talk. Leadership has their reason. Legal has theirs, and we're not communicating. Now, I'm not talking about the company that I do work with. They do a phenomenal job. But most often, lawyers do their thing, sales and leadership does theirs, and there's no intersection. And what I pride myself on is asking those questions. Hey, I looked at this agreement. I get it. I understand. We're buying widgets at 25 cents a widget. Great. No problem. 
But what happens if the widgets are broken? What happens if that? Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about that. All right, so let's talk about it. What about if it's late? What about if there's a refund? What about... And, and legal is more of we try to predict the world, but impossible because nobody predicted COVID. I mean, maybe someone did, but we try to predict. So now as a result, and I don't want to get into COVID, but, you know, everybody is now familiar with a term that we've always been using as lawyers called force majeure. And a force majeure is something like uh, a, a, a natural event that you would have never known could happen. For example, an earthquake, force majeure, a tornado, force majeure, a hurricane, eh, here in South Florida, maybe not force majeure, because we know it's coming. You, I mean, you watch the news, they're going to tell you that about hurricanes that are coming in October, and we're sitting here in, in August. So again, to wrap it all back up, and I rambled on, but just to get it in, I think it's just important for leadership to see legal as their ally and as their protector and as their shield. We, we don't want to be used as a sword, but we will if we have to. But in contract and business, we're the shield. We're your protector. We're your person to get your back. We're also your person that will allow you to avoid a deal or get away from a deal. Oh, you know what? I spoke to my legal team and they're not going to let me sign this because of A, B, C, and D. Great. No problem. Blame me. I'll be the fall guy. No problem. So we're, so we're good. So I think back to it, leadership and legal should be hand in hand. And hand in hand, meaning we need the lines of communication because I can't read your mind and you can't read mine. And if you tell me, Oh, why are we doing this? We're doing it because we got to get that car for 10 grand because we're going to flip it tomorrow and make a $40,000 profit on that car. No, and we don't care about the as is. We don't care about the tires. We don't care about all we care about is getting it within 48 hours. No problem. I got my marching instructions done. And and, and communication has always been important in leadership. But in this aspect of the business and, and dealings with others, critical. Uh, and so I do agree that that communication should be ironclad. That, and it should, like you said, hand in hand. Uh, so, folks, if you're listening, you're in leadership or you're going into entrepreneurship or you're doing anything that deals with business and you're going to be the head of, you need to start considering who it is, right, that is going to be that legal counterpart that'll take you through these processes and keep you safe. Because although a lot of people do uh, see it as the hammer, you know, I'll get my legal uh, after you. Uh, it is more for you and for your safety uh, uh, than it is to, uh, you know, to break something. Right. Uh, so, so great, great points there. And, and Enrique, one thing just to add, even if you're graduating high school or college, starting your first job, you're going to be presented a piece of paper to sign. Do you know what you're signing? Because most of these things have non-compete, non-solicitation, non-disparagement. Not everybody knows what that is, but people just sign. And then they quit a job and they go work for the competitor down the street. And then they get a letter saying, you can't do that. Well, why not? You signed. 
Uh, oh, okay, that one. So, you know, uh, I used to work for an attorney, uh, and this will show my age, and he, and he would always uh, talk about the Fram oil filters. Pay now or pay later. Uh, and, and again, don't be scared to, to reach out to that legal team. Um, look, uh, I have a family member who is very close to me and who has signed things in the past, employment contracts and purchase agreements and all of this. It's not my wife, I will say that, but a family member. And that I'll get called to an attorney down the line. Hey, I'm getting sued for a non-compete. Hey, I'm getting sued for a breach of contract. Well, what contract? Why didn't you show it to me? Oh, I didn't want to bother. You. So that's 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 me. That's my practice. That's what we do. And and from a leadership side, I mean, the, like I said, I'm there. I'm ready. Show it to me. Tell me what your intentions are. What are you expecting out of this? Communicate it with me, and we're going to make everybody happy. And, and and the goal is always, let's get it done. How can we get it done? Not, let's kill the deal. Absolutely. Unless that's what you want. <laughs> right, right. And, and and sometimes it is what you want. But you have to have that relationship, you know, and you, and, and you should always have that relationship with the legal system or lawyers or whatever complement you want to uh, surround yourself with so that you can be able to facilitate those periods where you do need to, you know, break out of something. Um, and, and it's so important, you know, you, you mentioned, um, uh, the need for, and not, uh, reaching out to someone for contracts. And we would briefly mention it before we got into the recording is that, you know, like the, the, the Googles and the, and the Facebooks, and then you just click and you out and you go, uh, you know, you mentioned coming into a company, right? You just quick to just get out of there. Right. Uh, there's there's a, a, a period where they're trying to get you through the company. And you just want to go through and you just sign. And so that's a, a good point for all you listening. And you may be going from one company to another. You may want to consider taking that document to a lawyer before you get uh, on your road, because you may get stopped. Right. You may get stopped and say, hey, you can't even go forward with this. So and, great and, point. And one of the funniest things I've heard is, oh, I can't afford you know, I can't afford a lawyer. Well, you can afford one, you know, what, later on when you get sued? So, and again, uh, you know, I try to make my legal services affordable to anybody. I, I have a client, Enrique, let's just say you're a client and you call me up and, hey, Jason, you got five minutes. I want to bounce something off you. No problem. You know, oh, my God, you know, he's $400 an hour. That five minutes just cost me, you know, 40 bucks or whatever the math is. No, you're not going to get billed for a phone call. And that's one of the things that I learned through hearing a story where, you know, someone called a, uh, someone that I knew as a lawyer and was asking questions and they kept getting billed. So that person called me and said, Jason, do me a favor, call so-and-so and will you ask him or her the, these four or five questions? I'm like, yeah, sure, but why? Oh, because I see when that person speaks with you, it's no charge. But when that person speaks with me, they bill me. And this was like right after I went out on my own. I'm like, you know what? I'm not billing clients for phone calls anymore. Now, granted, I was on a conference call this morning. It was an hour long. We were going over major stuff. Yes, I'm billing for that. But, hey, Jason, real quick, you know, you sent me over the document and should I sign it? You know, 
uh, Enrique A. Gonzalez or should I sign it Enrique Acosta Gonzalez or should I sign something like that? I'm just going to say it doesn't matter. Just sign. And you're not going to get a bill. But the point is, you can't let that little loom mm, gonna get billed for it stop you. And if if you're getting billed for that, well, hey, it's a hundred percent legit. But I don't I don't see the value. Yeah, and 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 look, it, it's better to uh, the way I see it, it's better to pay it, even if it's a small increment, <laughs> before you go have to seek that lawyer for a huge amount of, of thing, you know, a pitfall. So, and we'll be talking about that here shortly. Um, but what facet uh, do you uh, see where uh, of law do leaders need to start getting smart on? And we covered some of those as you was talking, but what should they start keying into? If you're a leader, you need to get smart about this. No, I mean, there's a lot of things. And I think, uh, uh, you know, from, from a leadership standpoint, um, you know, it, it kind of depends on the industry. You know, if you're in an industry where you're um, coming up with ideas and inventions, you want to protect your intellectual property. You want to make sure that if someone's working for the company and they leave, they don't take that with you. Um, you also want to make sure about non-competition and non-compete, that you aren't hiring somebody that's under a restriction and you're preventing your person from going to your competitor next door. Um, I also think, you know, uh, FMLA, the Family Medical Leave Act, um, uh, both for males, females, moms, dad, partners, every, everybody should be getting some sort of medical leave. Um, I think 20% of the states require it be with some sort of pay, and most of them don't. But again, I think a lot of it is, um, and, and somebody said this to me the other day. If you're going to make a decision and you make that decision and then you can go tell your mom what you did or your rabbi or your priest or your whatever your religious thing is. If so, if I were to go to my rabbi and say, Rabbi, this is Rabbi Kaplan. This is what um, I decided on on this thing and dealing with this employee or this, that. And if the rabbi says, Jason, that's very honorable or you're a good person or, or then you're doing it right. But if your rabbi or your priest or your mom looks at you and goes, okay, I understand you're within the law to do that, but, hmm, you know, it's like, then you probably don't want to do it. So from a leadership side, you want to think that way. Then you go to the lawyer and you say, look, I know legally I don't have to do this, but I want to do it because it's the right thing. How can you get it done? And that's what we do. And that's how I like it. Because you could say to me, hey, Jason, I want to be able to run red lights and never get a ticket. Sorry, I can't do that for you. But you're going to say, but that's not what I hired you for. I hired you to do that. And I'll say to you, you know, all right, let's find a way. And then maybe we compromise. Look, I can't let you run red lights without getting a ticket. But you know what? If you move to Florida and you want to make a right turn on a red light, you're legally allowed to do it. And you'd be like, oh, man. Uh, that, that's good enough for me. I don't care about speeding through and doing that, but I want to make red light turns. Great. And we just came up with a solution. It's not even close to what you want, but in your mind, it's a win. And we'll legally allow it. Yeah, I'm laughing over here because, you know, it is something that we do in Florida. 
Um, but uh, uh, you also mentioned something that I was just like, wow, leaders don't take the time uh, to dig in too far. You know, they let HR do that. Hey, you know, whether they had a night, but I have never been asked, do you have a current non-compete? Never. Right. Ever. And uh, well, you might not have been asked, but I'm confident that if you've worked for any organization where you've signed an employment contract, you are stating in there somewhere that you are not aware of anything that would prohibit you from working at the current employment, which is their way of saying, if there's something out there, you need to tell me. And it could be an arrest. It could be, I don't know what it is, but there could be a thousand things, but that is it. And I know I put that in employment contracts. And I was actually negotiating with one the other day for a client. And in there, we said that if uh, that we have the right to notify any potential new employer of this agreement. And the, and the employee wrote back and said, uh-uh. So we tamed it where we said, okay, we have the right to let any potential employer know of any breach of this agreement. And that was agreed to. You're on mute, Enrique. That's amazing, uh, you know, because those little words, you know, the difference between little words. And so that's why I'm bringing up this topic about and to leadership right now, because it's those little words like that that will get you either the contract or get you outside of that contract that we have to be smart about. And there are some things and sometimes leaders communicate some things that will breach a contract and not knowing. And so the more you know about the legal framework around your organization, the legal uh, uh, framework around your leadership position, because sometimes people go outside of that framework and get themselves in trouble. Now, uh, when, when it comes to legal, and I just mentioned those boundaries that sometimes people go outside of. What legal pitfalls should leaders stay away from? There's a lot of them, but what ones that blare in your head? Well, and, and again, so this could be, and, and I look at leaders, you could be a solo. You could have your own consulting firm and you could still be a leader. It could be a team of one and you're the leader. And I can tell you this, I, I recently had a conversation with a very, 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 successful individual who had a consulting contract with a client and was being paid a large monthly consulting fee. And in it, it said, you know, I'm just going to throw out a fake number, $30,000 a month for consulting services. And that was it. But they had a handshake agreement that at the end of the year, whatever that consultant helped, that consultant would get 25% of any increased revenues. Well, come November, the company legally said, hey, we're not going to be needing your services for December. It was a 30-day notice period. They paid him for December. He got his 30 grand. And then at the end of December and January, he went and said, hey, where's my bonus? And they said, no, it's not in contract. He, the company's right. He's wrong. I'll never make that mistake again. So what are the pitfalls? The pitfalls are 
if it's not in the piece of paper and it's not there, then you are not entitled to it. And if you don't care, like we're talking about the car and the tire, if you don't care, you just want that car, then who cares? But if it's not in that piece of paper, you don't get it. There's also things that uh, I'm, I'm talking with employers right now, um, big companies, massive companies, franchises, um, and, you know, there's there's just a lot of, you know, non-competes, uh, a lot of, you know, he said, she said, and I'm constantly advising my clients to go out and buy a old school notebook. You know, I don't care if it's, you know, like something like this or, you know, one of these, one of these types books. But this is as an employer, as a leader, this is something you should keep with you because if you ever have a problem with someone or you ever need to write it down, that's a way to separate from that person. I told Mary on 18 different occasions to never wear a red shirt to work and she wears a red shirt to work. Put it down because then if you decide to fire Mary for wearing a red shirt to work and you do, oh, you only told me work. No, I told you 18 times and here are the dates and here are the times. So you got to keep track. Um, you don't want to set anybody up for failure. And the other thing is this. Look, I mean, think about this. It's it's a, a, a being a leader. It's kind of like inviting someone into your family as as a spouse, let's say. Well, we have these things called prenuptial agreements. But no, I'm marrying for love. He, she, it, they're the love of my life. We'll be together forever and ever and ever. Great. If you're the poor one, get married. If you're the rich one, you might want to go ahead and get a prenup. Oh, that's going to cause major problems. Look, I'm just letting you know you might want to do it. Now, my wife and I, we got married. I was 24. She was 23. She was debt free. I owed 90 grand in law school loans. So for me, no problem. I didn't need a prenup. She didn't need a prenup. We were young and dumb and you know, here we are 20, almost 22 years later. So it, it's all good. But most people just go into a new relationship, a new business, a new project, a new job, a new, a new whatever it is on the honeymoon phase. And you need to just know that it's not always going to be there. And you need to be prepared. You need an exit strategy. You need a what if. You need a backup. You need, and, and that's what I would always tell leadership. What happens if you lose your documents? Uh-oh, well, we have it all saved on the cloud. We're good. What happens if there's a breach, if there's a recall, if there's a class action, if there's... That's my job. My job is to think about the what-ifs. And that's why it's called the practice of law. Because it's not a science. It's not black and white. It's not right or wrong. Everything comes from statutes, ordinances, laws. You and I can read the same sentence and disagree. And then you could go to your three friends and I'll go to my three friends and we're going to have all of them read it. So now there's eight of us. I'll bet you, bet you, there's at least six different thoughts on that one sentence. There might be, you and I might agree or you and your friend might agree, but I'm telling you, everybody's going to read it differently. And it's all about interpretation and all about position and all about what I say to my clients is, okay, look, 
told me the whole scenario. You told me the whole story. I'm a genie in a bottle. I know I'm not as good looking as the genie in the bottle on TV, but I'm the genie in the bottle. What's your wish? What's your hope? What do you want? Oh, I want a million dollars and a brand new Ferrari. Okay. You just got let go from working at a fast food restaurant. And it's because you never showed up on time and you were always late. Not going to happen. What do you want? Well, I was there a year and uh, I would love to at least, you know, get every, get the money I'm owed and maybe a seventh package of a month. Bingo. We can work on that. So our role is to really try to manage some expectations, let people know what to expect. And that's why highlighting in the documents and putting comments, hey, I'm bringing this to your attention. I need you to know this. Ah, we carry a $2 million policy, no big deal. And we're selling the car for a $40,000 profit. We don't care about the wheels. Eh, you know, we're paying for the transport. We're going to just, we're, we don't care about the house. We're knocking it down and we only care about the land underneath. Hey, but did you know about the environmental study that was done? Oh, no. Look, it's right there. Environmental. You have to do a phase one and a phase two. Ooh, phase one, a couple grand. Phase two, be 50, 60, 70,000. Ooh, I do phase two. Yeah. Shoot. I better build that into my, my purchase price. And again, a lot of my job is just pointing it out. People don't have the time. People don't have the energy. People don't have the desire. People don't have the care. But people are trusting. Like you said, just click the box and move on. I, I've done it. You know, leasing a car. By the time I've leased my third or fourth car, now I'm just like this. I look at three sections. I look at what my monthly is, what my buyout is, and what's the required insurance. And I look at what's the overage on the, on the, on the miles. Everything else, now, sign it, done. It's not the right way to do it. You should read every line. But, so, but at least I, my first time I read the whole thing straight through. Now, yeah, I don't. A client tells me, hey, I'm leasing a car. Great. I'm going to read every sentence. It's a billable event. I got to make money. No, I'm kidding. Not about that. But, but you're coming to me. And, and, and I will say to my client when they bring me something, and this is how I think leadership likes it. Okay. Can you give me, in your own words, a summary of what this contract is about? I'm buying an apple tree. I am going to plant it. I am going to grow apples. And I am going to sell those apples to a convenience store. Great. And now I'll read it. When you read the contract, you're not buying an apple tree. You're buying uh, an orange pit to plant, to grow oranges. And then you're going to trade the oranges at the convenience store for apples. And then you're going to take those apples and sell them to the other convenience store. Oh, that's not what I thought. Okay. So at least let's get on the same page. And then we can protect you legally. And I tell people this all the time, and they don't like it. This guy is the lawyer. I'm going to protect your legal interests. Your business decisions, you're the owner of the business. You're the person making the big bucks. You're the boss. You tell me business-wise what makes sense. Refund at full price? No problem. You want to go ahead and, 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 and pay in crypto? I don't care. 
you wanted pay in pesos and convert. Don't make difference to me. What makes a difference to me is that if you're expecting to be paid in U.S. funds, then we're going to put that in. And we do that. All payments to be made in USD, U.S. dollars. Great. No ifs, ands, or buts. So that's my job, to make sure the important things are papered the way you think they should be. Yeah, and a very sound <laughs> process because I tell you, you don't want to be on the other side of the what if, right? Uh, yeah. And because it's because it's costly. Now it sounds like the practice is where it gets you, you know, it gets you uh, animated there. The you know the the actual process. Well, you know, you you mentioned earlier, it is what it is, right? Uh, it's yeah. it's it's you can't change that, but. Um, what, uh, so what do you love most about coaching lawyers and leaders? So what I love most about coaching lawyers, I'll, I'll start there is letting them know that they're not alone. And when I say that it's, you go out of law school, I don't care if you're number one in your class or, you know, as we joked in law school, C equals JD. So you, you just scraped by, you just got out, you were number one, you went to Harvard, you went to, you know, some, some not so good school it doesn't matter you come out with a skill set uh and you know watch my cousin Vinny, where he's in the jail cell after uh he gets into the and he and he's you know talking to ralph macchio his his cousin and they're talking and then they go into the room where they're sitting with the lawyer and they start asking him questions you know is this your first you know, case, no. And how many times has it taken to pass the bar? Six times and all this and all that. And they go through this whole thing. And he says, look, they teach you contracts and law and all of this stuff in law school. And then you go to court, you watch, and then you learn how to apply it. And I don't think it's in that scene. It's when he's talking to Marissa Tomei, when she tells him that he's screwing up. And he says, when you, when you have the manifold and the carburetor, if you take this part off first, it falls through. And what did you learn? You learned a very important lesson of you don't do that first. Well, teaching lawyers stuff they didn't learn in law school is awesome. How, do, how did I learn about, you know, dealing with a, a judge that, you know, you weren't? Or you get an order to show cause. First time I got an order to show cause in a federal case, I went, oh, I thought I was going to cry. I was so angry and so upset. And I kind of put my tail between my legs and I went to my boss at the time. I'm like, hey, we got this order to show cause. And he's like, yeah, I'm on the electronic service. I saw it too. I'm like, I, I, it's my fault. Like, I didn't know. I didn't look at the judge's thing. And I didn't look at all that. And fell on the sword. Took it like a true adult. Um, and he laughed. He goes, yeah, this judge puts out an order to show cause on every case. We got 15 days to go ahead and file this, you know, certain thing. It's just his normal course. Well, I didn't know that. So I tried to teach that to the lawyers. There are so many things that we don't know. So one of my closest friends on the planet has told me a lawyer is only as good in private practice as his or her book of business, meaning their client roster. Well, how do you get clients? How do you advertise? How do you market? How do you keep clients? Where do you go? Oh, I go to bar events all the time. Well, who's at bar events? Other lawyers. Lawyers don't want to hire you. Where should you go? Well, I love watching my son play lacrosse. So what do I do? 
I go to lacrosse games. And what do I do? I wear a t-shirt that says Weiss Logan fine. People come up to me. Hey, you're a lawyer? Yeah. Oh, that's your son? Yeah. We start talking. I picked up two new clients at lacrosse fields this summer. So it's, it's just learning that side, learning the more. For leadership, um, I always tell leaders that they should consider the legal ramifications and also the whole scenario that I gave with the rabbi or the priest or whatever, or your mom or your dad or somebody else. Think about from a moral, ethical, like just well-being, how, what you would want to do, and then we'll make sure it's within the law, and then let's implement. You want to give Friday's half day or as a payday? Great. No problem. But, you know, let's do it. Or you want to do a, a, an outing. You want to do an event. Awesome. And you want to say thank you to all your employees. Awesome. Well, let's just say you serve alcohol there and it's an open bar and there's no bartender. And employee number one drinks him or herself to the point of passing out or getting behind the wheel of a car. Now all of a sudden you got liability. So I understand you want to do right by your people and you want to provide them the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should have a bartender there. Maybe you should have someone valet parking so that they can see. Maybe you want to make everybody come on a shuttle. Maybe you want to get hotel rooms for everybody. That's another whole thing. But maybe maybe everybody gets an Uber. Something. And, and you have to always think. And that's why it would be, hey, Jason, look, we want to throw an end of the year party and uh, we want to have alcohol there. Uh, you know, what's our safest bet? Awesome. That's a great leader. Think about what it is. Balancing, taking care of your people with, hey, I don't want to jam myself up. And, and it, it, it's, a, it's a tight walk and it's a steady walk. And it's something that I'm not going to come back and say you can't have a party. I'm not going to say you can't have alcohol. I'm going to say, okay, where are you doing this? Oh, I'm going to do it at the Holiday Inn down the street. Awesome. You think you can get, you know, rooms available for people and maybe you split it with them 50-50. It's, you know, $200 a night. Well, if you want to stay the night, I'm going to pick up $100 of that. You want to drive and drink? I'm going to cover your Uber. Great. Um, Anybody that can't drive, taxi expense it, I'll pay for it. You know, little things like that. Um, and it's just think outside the box. And, and I love that about that's the business. That's the, let me think outside the box. I've always been that round peg in the square hole my entire life. Uh, just because I'm a lawyer doesn't mean I can't think outside the box. And I think that gets lost on leadership sometimes. I think it's the lawyer's going to go and they're going to paper this to death and it's going to kill the deal. No. No, tell me what you want. I want A, B, and C. Cool, got it. I can do A and B, no problem. C, we're going to have to talk further. Let me come up with some suggestions. Let's regroup tomorrow. Awesome. Awesome. The one negative on legal is we can't just go ahead and puff. It's done. Hey, it's a 97-page document. It's 1 o'clock on a Friday. You think I can have it over the weekend? No. Before next weekend? Sure. Give me reasonable request. Reasonable. So that, that that's what that's what I think. 
Uh, I love that because uh, I have mentioned this earlier, right? Usually lawyers come back on a post thought, right? Something that, or a post event, right? Something already happened. Now you got to bring somebody in. Uh, in, In this case, that relationship, which you alluded to earlier, right? That communication relationship, that hand in hand, having part of your team will facilitate not having that scenario come up, but, um, you know, when it comes to legal, sometimes there's a there's a cringe, right? Especially if if folks don't really know the process and how everything plays out. So, how can leaders make their teams advocates of the legal process? Because usually they uh, antagonize <laughs> the 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 legal relationship because just they don't know. Right, and and again, sometimes it's as simple as, look, we're a startup. We can't afford to, you know, go ahead and pay you $400 an hour. But, you know, can we maybe put you on a monthly retainer? And it's great. I'm open to that. Now, uh, you know, one of the big lawyers at one of the big, well-respected firms, they may be like, look, I'm sorry, I'm $800 an hour. There's nothing I can do. Me? Oh, you want to pay me $5,000 and I'm available for your questions? And Okay, works for me. You know, $5,000 a month. Great. $10,000 a month. There's flexibility. Um, but again, you, you can't, uh, my, my suggestion is don't be afraid. Do it once, do it right, and, and get it done. And if you have to pay a little bit, so be, if, if it's, if, most of the time the problem with us lawyers is financial. Oh, I, I'm not going to pay for a lawyer. I'm not going to pay for this. I can't afford to do it. A huge retainer up front. Well, you know what? Be honest with the lawyers. Look, I'm just starting this job. You see I'm only making X amount of dollars. I can't pay you $5,000 to review this thing. I don't want five grand. It's going to take me $2,000. I, I don't have 2000 Okay, what can you do? Um, for the first month, I can get you four or 500 bucks, and then I, I, I'll... Okay, as long as you stay steady. And guess what? We're going to put that in an email or a contract so that I can go back, and it's going to say, on the first of the month, you're going to get $400 for five consecutive months starting September 1. Bingo. I, I agree. Done. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that yeah, and and a lot of people don't get those types of services because they just don't know. Uh, I love you. It's like, ask. yeah, you won't ask. We're human. Well, most of us are human beings. Um, and and I say it all the time. And uh, I think you and I have a mutual connection. Uh, Scott McGregor. Um, one of the things that Scott is is people over everything. And when I have conversations with people, I'll say, look, as a human being, as a man, as a father, as a husband, and the last thing I list is lawyer. I'm telling you, this is how I practice. I'm not going to default you. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm telling you, this is a man, as a human being, person to person. Like, that's how I operate. And just open up. We're human beings. And if we're not human beings and you don't think we're human beings, then go find another lawyer. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Right, and I'm right. not advocating to take anybody's work. I want to coach lawyers. I want to help lawyers. I want to help businesses. I'll do your legal work 100%, but I really want help. Right. And 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 look, folks, uh, don't be afraid of going down the road of having someone in your corner. You can't you can't really put any money to it when you talk about it. Uh, but the ramifications of not having one will eventually 
have you fold if you if you're not careful, right? And and depending on how big that is. Uh, so uh, Jason, this is great, and I love the whole comment there around uh, the, the facilitation of legal with le- uh, leaders and uh, inclusively in companies. You must have that relationship if if you uh, don't already have it. Um, so if someone was looking for uh, that type of work, uh, that type of representation, that type of uh, coaching and mentoring, how can they get a hold of you uh, so that they can do that? Um, so uh, phone at uh, 954-778-1320. Uh, that's my personal work cell phone. Um, they can also email me at uh, Jason at JSWlawyer.com uh, or they can email me at Jason at AskJasonWeiss.com um, and they can just check me out, JSWlawyer.com. That, that's my email uh, and my website. Uh, and Again, you know, I'm on Instagram as Ask Jason Weiss. I post a, a ton about lacrosse and dance for my kids. Uh, I am a human being, uh, and I am, and I love to help. Uh, so, you know, drop drop me a question. I can't give you legal advice without you know being retained, but more than happy to chat with anybody about almost anything. Outstanding, and folks, we're going to have that as part of the show notes and video, so you can get a hold of Jason. Uh, this has been a great chat around uh, the relationship between leadership and, and the legal system and the legal, uh, those that provide legal uh, advice. So thank you so much uh, for that. And folks, today's episode is sponsored by Triad Leadership Solutions. Uh, if you've enjoyed this uh, episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment right now. And we're always looking for new ideas and guests that can add to our show. So if you know someone or have a topic that you would like featured on the podcast or want to sponsor our show, we'd love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolution at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we like to end the show, success to you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Triad Leadership Solutions and on Twitter at TLS underscore FL. Thanks again. I'll see you next week and success to you.